pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Two stacked each way. Grant the back. Thompson gets the bell high snap. Steps, throws down a field, looking for Palmer, and it's going to be intercepted. Picked off by Reese Taylor of Purdue at their own 40-yard line. That was one of three interceptions thrown by Casey Thompson tonight, including one where he never saw Washington, the linebacker for Purdue, uh, and and he underthrows it. If he gets it past Washington, Travis Vokalek may have hit his head on the goalpost. Um, who there's another guy that is going to benefit from having a week off. Uh, he's Vokalek. he's one of the, yeah he's one yeah. of the most important guys on that offense. Yeah. There you go, Captain Obvious. Thank you, Mr. Sharp. Uh, but his ankle. I mean, he's not he's not running like he is. Even when he is stiff arming defensive backs mm-hmm. to the ground like he did on uh, one of the passes he uh, caught tonight. All right, welcome back in. Big red overreaction. There's Josh. I'm Gary Conrad as well. Uh, Rich in Bellevue. Hello, Rich. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Good, Rich. Rich. Thanks for the call. <laughs> okay. First of all, the defense, I still got problems with the defense, Same. especially the defensive backs, not covering their pass coverage. Like, for example, I think many times in past games and this one that one or two players covers that receiver tightly, and another player uh, covers the in, in, uh, the, the uh, interception possibilities. Because many times we had a chance to intercept that ball easily. And, but we let the receiver catch the ball, and we're five feet from him, five yards from him or something, and we still just let him catch the ball. Instead of knocking him on his butt when he touches it, that's one of my pet peeves, and it seems to be continuous. We can't seem to get the message to play that receiver tighter, you know, and be ready to knock him down. The other thing is, Thompson, terrific from Texas here, been the quarterback, came up here and played football with us. Can't get one of three passes connected with the receiver, and two of them are over the head, over the reach for the, you know, receiver. That surprised me very much that they came close to that situation. I don't know if he got dizzy or something like that, but you know, I know he's he's a good quarterback and all that, but if I was a coach, I would have gave him a rest on the bench and uh, put the next man in at least a couple of series, so first drink and think about it a little bit. And uh, that's basically my my okay. discouragement tonight. Otherwise, we had this game in our hands two times by score, you know, with opportunities. I really believe that with Palmer and Vokalek, uh, we got to use our tight ends more. These guys are tough. Bulls, 
when they get that ball, they got to act like a bull. And you can see it, what Polkaluk did, and the other tight end, I can't remember his name, and uh, the other. Brewington? Forkature? Yeah, yeah. We we got to use those tight ends. Those guys are tough dudes, man. And uh, use their potential. Use their function, you know, more often than just once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. Rich, thanks for the call. Thanks, Rich. Volkluck was only targeted four times tonight. Borkature was targeted in the end zone. Here is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Gary. This is a uh, Knoxville, Chris. Uh, too, just heading home <laughs> from uh, I eighty Speedway final night tonight. Um, but I, I watched the. Um, Wait a minute. I thought I. I what, what were you doing at I? Was isn't I eighty Speedway closed? Uh, tonight was the uh, rest in peace night. This was it. Oh. This was uh, last night was the World of Outlaws, and tonight was the final go around, and uh, lights are out for the final time. So, oh, that's. But before I, I headed out, um, watched the first half, and I think it's clear to see um, that Bill Bush has, has simplified things, or Bush has simplified things on the defensive side of the ball. Um, just kind of watching Millen's breakdown during replays, that our guys are, for the most part, in position. Now it's all about just make the tackle, or I, maybe it's a talent thing. But it seems like our guys are now in position to simplify things so much since a little bit of time. Um, offensively, I think anyone with the right brain can see that Casey's taken a beating, and he has no time to do what he needs to do and what he can do. He's so limited right now. And so some of the previous calls went off the track I'm listening to, um, they're, I don't know if they're just fans aren't. Not to be a, a kind of rude, but football intelligent or just not paying attention or what. But obviously, as you guys know, he, he's limited to maybe 50% of what he's capable of doing. And it's sad because the offensive line yeah. is, I, I think, Josh, the worst we've ever seen, ever in my life. It's horrible. It is so, so bad. Um, but that being said, with this performance tonight, I know we had 18 minutes of, of ball time and 500 yards of offense. That's one of the most miraculous performances I've ever seen with, with what were, with what were the, the hand were dealt, how we still somehow got that, I think is unbelievable. And, and obviously, Casey um, is, I think, the heart and soul right now of this team. And it seems like he's, like you said, I'm kind of concerned that he's going to get injured, yep. like seriously injured. Yep. Um, and I thought for a second, he went down tonight at some point, didn't he, for a minute on his hands and knees? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest fear. And I wonder at what point in time do you give him maybe a series or two off, even though you can't really afford to, just to say, hey, take a break. We're going to get the ball midfield. We're still in this thing. You got to wonder if it's a possibility here just to get him back in there again later on. Um, but my, my one comment I want to make, though, is this whole season, and going to last year, Trev had a hard decision last year with Scott Frost. Close losses were, were, were right there, right there. Really, we weren't right there. We all knew that. Um, so he gave him an extension. It was a hard decision. Do I let him go? Do I give him an extension? He gave him an extension. It was an obvious choice after Georgia Southern that this is a working done, easy choice. My fear is that it's going to be another tough decision. It's not going to be clear if Mickey's a guy or not because I think they're playing their asses off for him right now, and they are playing for him, but are we going to win, and is it the right guy for the job long term? And Again, that's the biggest fear coming out of all this end of the year is, it's, it's going to be another hard decision again. It's not going to be clear as day. And, again, there's a divisiveness we're going to have going into 2022. I, I really think we're going to get one or two wins. Not against Michigan. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, but maybe we catch a break against Iowa and Black Friday, or maybe we get someone else too. But um, I, I think the, the pieces are there. 
for one or two more wins. Um, but I hope it's not a, a hard decision moving forward for, for Trev on is Mickey the guy or not, but I think that's what we're heading for. Hey, Chris, thanks for the phone call. Thanks uh, for the call, Chris. Um, let me, so defensively, they've made a change. You can see the cornerbacks are much tighter on wide receivers. I don't think tonight the safeties had a good night. I don't think they fit very well. And, and then, then across the board, this is on the 11-plus that play defense. They didn't tackle well tonight in the open field. There were a lot of busts yep. where yards after contact were pretty high for Purdue. I would like, and, and I don't know what your thoughts on this, Josh, as you try and make up for the guys that are blocking up front because now we're into the situation of you have no idea what you're getting out of your tackles, okay? 54-77 were an issue. But when you have the left and right side are issues simultaneously, man, you have absolutely no shot. But I wonder how much they will look at. And again, you got a bye week coming up. Yep. Is and to keep Casey Thompson upright. The the guy is a tough dude. Now he made he made a couple of mistakes tonight that he definitely would like to ha- to have back. But I wonder if they start rolling him out. I was thinking the same thing earlier. Why not use that? And you know what I was thinking of it, Gary. And that was with the goal line stuff. What they did on those on those yep. three pass plays, the last one, as we've mentioned, it worked. But why not get him maybe you know a bootleg action to see what he can do? Uh, yeah, because you know going back to what the caller said, maybe giving him a, a drive or two off. I wonder if they're scared of that now, given what happened with Chuba against Indiana a couple weeks ago. He goes on the field and it's a disaster, and it it allows for Indiana to tie the football game. So. Yeah, I, I like what you said. I think that'd be a really good idea. You know, just essentially, again, trying to scheme him out of getting hit a lot. And that would be one of the places that, that they could start. Wouldn't you like to, uh, maybe we need this cam, is the Whipple-Casey Thompson cam when they come off the field after a punt. That somebody uh, Because the opening drive, uh-huh. so you know on the, on the play, what was it? Uh, I wrote it down here. It, it was the pass where it didn't look like, I mean, Casey saw open wide receivers on that opening drive, mm-hmm. and there was a third down pass that was incomplete. Um, he comes off the sideline, and they never showed it on television, but reporters you know, that we follow that were on the sideline said Whipple ripped into Thompson uh-huh. on the opening drive. Here's the other. I we to have go- video of it, by the way. A listener sent it to us from, the, from inside the stadium. I'll retweet it. And yeah, Whipple is not happy with Casey just going after him. Going after him, yeah. Let me give you this. So this is the feast or famine offense for Nebraska tonight. The longest drive that Purdue had, Purdue had a five-minute drive uh, to finish the game. Mm -hmm. They had a six-minute drive. They had a four-plus-minute drive. The longest drive that Nebraska had tonight was the touchdown, uh, their first touchdown of the night, lasted 249. Okay. From the interception in the second quarter – which was one play. That was 11 seconds. Here are the rest of the drives. Three plays, minute 56. That was a punt. Field goal, five plays, 35 seconds. Touchdown, four plays, 104. Punt, three plays, 22 seconds. Field goal, six plays in a minute five. Touchdown, two plays, (laughs) excuse me, 75 yards in 32 seconds. Then there's the interception, that third interception. Mm -hmm. That was 57 seconds, four plays. And then the touchdown where the long pass to Palmer to make it 43-37 was three plays, 55 seconds. So, you know, we got all excited Jeez. about the four, six-minute drive against Indiana. Tonight, such feast or famine. Yeah. And, and remember, not that long ago, 
that was something that they talked about, needing to slow down, yep. needing to slow the pace down. What was the one three plays, 22 seconds? Is that was was yep. one of them in there? That was the punt Goodness. in the third and quarter. Even drives where they scored or got field goals, six plays, and they're taking a minute. Oof. Yeah, the defense is on the field way too much. Way too uh, much. And again tonight, the defense defended 101 plays. 608 yards. Nebraska ran 52 plays for 476. Nebraska lost a game tonight where they scored 37 points and they averaged 9.2 yards per play. And they were scoring at one stretch of about two points per minute. Man, that that really that does that hides how the game went. And it really shows the feast or famine nature of tonight's performance. Because that they averaged essentially a first down every play. It really does not do a good job at telling the story. Because Casey Thompson was basically a 50% passer tonight. And the running game, outside of, what, the Ramir run for night, or for 17 yards and then the 60-yard run by Palmer, it was non-existent. Uh, Huskers X's and O says, and maybe I left the room, but BTN caught when Casey came over to the sidelines after that missed touchdown pass where he had Alante Brown open. Okay. And I guess Whipple went after him okay. again. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll run through final uh, array of calls. By the way, baseball tonight. Uh, it, it, well, there was a point where we thought that the Astros-Mariners game would last longer than the Nebraska-Purdue game mm-hmm. in the 18th inning. Almost. Houston eliminated Seattle. I really wanted to keep watching that while we were doing this show. I was really hoping for it. And it ended like right before the show started. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Guardians with a walk-off to go up 2-1 in their series against the Yankees. And right now, after a drone was on the field at Petco Park, huh? uh, the Dodgers lead the Padres 2-0, trying to extend that series to a Game 5. And it looks like they're about to add their third run on Mookie, a sack fly. Mookie Betts scores on a sack fly. It's 3-0 Dodgers. Jim, stay right there. we got a couple lines open. Uh, get some final calls. 951-1620. Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. There's Josh. I'm Gary Conrad as well on 101.9 The Keg and 1620 The Zone.